When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Second hour, Clay and Buck kicks off now, everybody. Appreciate you rolling with us. Uh, just a few notes. Um, one, well, first about the show today, we've got Andy McCarthy, bottom of this hour, on Jack Smith, the special counsel, his Hail Mary intended to, well, be the primary legal salvo against Donald Trump if he can get his way. We shall see if, in fact, that works out the way that he is hoping it will. We also will have uh, Tucker Carlson with us in the third hour of the program. And he is going to be talking to us about uh, the new Tucker Carlson network that he has launched, which we're excited about. He's got a whole lot of other stuff to weigh into today as well, especially as we're talking about all the politics here. Just wanted to make a note of something that Clay brought to uh, my attention. Carol Swain, who we are going to reach out to, she is a doctor, Carol Swain. She is a, uh, a black uh, female academic who is the person whose work has been allegedly uh, stolen by the president of, of Harvard. She gave an interview to Chris Rufo. Um, so again, hat tip, Chris Rufo doing good work here. And this is what she said. What is bothering me is not just that there's passages she didn't put in quotation marks. When I look at her work, I feel like her whole research agenda, her whole career was based on my work. It bothers me because I know that my work was a big deal in the early 1990s and started falling out of favor in 1995 
when I started criticizing race-based affirmative action. I thought affirmative action should be means-tested and race-neutral. When I started putting those ideas out, when I st- that's when I started falling out of favor, labeled a conservative, even while I was a Democrat, and blacks started attacking me and calling me a sellout. So the person whose work appears unsighted in uh, Dr. Gay's work from Harvard, Dr. Carol Swain here, is saying, Clay, it's even worse than just taking some of my passages. It's like she based her entire academic agenda on what I had already done. I'm paraphrasing now. But she played the game and stayed in the good graces of the left, so she became the president of Harvard, effectively. Yeah, and by the way, I'll give her credit, too. I love this place. Met my wife there, Vanderbilt Law School. She finished her career as a professor at Vanderbilt University, both in poli-sci and in the law school. So, uh, Carol Swain, I mean, I, 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 this is why I said in the first hour, Buck, whatever, I, I think Claudine Gay should be, uh, should be roundly ridiculed for the hypocrisy of her actions. That is, that she has been, in, Harvard ranked what 248 out of 248 in free speech on campuses yeah. in the I think the fire review of overall issues they regularly ban different speakers that they don't like on Harvard from being able to interact there and then suddenly they have a, a hugely expansive definition of the first amendment I'm in favor of the definition that she put forward the problem is she hasn't lived by the methods and uh, and details of that expansive definition of the First Amendment. And if I were Jewish, I would be sitting around saying, wait a minute, it's fine for everybody to be canceled. You can get canceled if you use fatphobic language. You can get canceled at Harvard if you use microaggressions. I was just reading during the commercial break, Buck. She rescinded the offer to 10 different kids because they didn't, they used memes she didn't like, uh, there's a big Washington Post story up about this in 2017. She led the charge to rescind so, young kids from being able to attend the school. So she's an enforcer of wokeness. Yes. She's an extreme enforcer yes. of wokeness atop the most prestigious university in the world. Let's be honest. I mean, it's the one when you think of prestige university. And that's not just, I see people saying, oh, it doesn't even really matter that much. Kids from Beijing kids from Hyderabad, kids from all over Western Europe, like yes. people from all over the world know what Harvard is and want to go there because it has this cachet, this prestige. Same reason why, even though Yale University is named for a slave trader, so I always like to point that out to the Yaleys in the audience who don't know, um, although Amherst technically was named for a guy who allegedly gave blankets with smallpox on them to the Native Americans. I mean, there have been some mistakes made. There's no question uh, in the naming of some of these schools. But Yale's never changing its name because the value is the name. The value is the brand that it confers on people. Same thing is true of, of Harvard. Uh, but you know, this is a, it's not just that she's a DEI hire. Um, and they say this. Well, it's amazing when you talk about DEI stuff, Clay, if someone who is left wing says, Oh, isn't this, isn't this phenomenal? Look at this big win for diversity, equity, and inclusion Harvard has with the hire of this woman. And then somebody else comes along and says, you know, I'm opposed to DEI 
I don't know what the qualifications of this president of Harvard are, but I do know that they're telling us that she was hired for the following reasons because they're celebrating it. They say you're not allowed to do that. You, you are you are to celebrate equity and not speak of equity. You are to celebrate diversity and not speak of diversity. I mean, these rules are Soviet feeling. The whole thing is just oh. do what I want. There's no rules other than what I say. Totally, which is what, and it's totally the opposite of everything that an educational institution should stand for, which is to question everything. The, the, the only, I think the only reason to go to college in this day and age, by and large, now there are exceptions, right? If you are going to be an expert in, let's say the hard sciences, right? Uh, and you really need to get that additional knowledge. Okay. But if you're going to go for the humanities, I'm a history major, what, you were a poli-sci major? Yeah. If you're going to go for something in our fields where you basically study and try to, you're basically learning how to think and getting the tools to allow you to grapple with the complexities of modern American life and modern global life. If those tools are being used primarily to propagandize you, and not to challenge your thinking, but to insist that you must believe something. That's the opposite of education. You're not actually gaining anything. And so this is why the first hour, Buck, I said, I, 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 I'm going to let my kids pick where they can go to school, where they get in. Uh, I, I do want them to go to college. But increasingly, this idea of, oh, you have to go to X college or you're going to have trouble or you're going to gain... The meritocracy is why those schools have merit, right? It's that it's super difficult to get in. You have to be very smart. If they're propaganda outlets, as opposed to educational institutions, the value of their degree is being diminished immeasurably. And, and I, I'm reminded also with this controversy around Dr. Gay at Harvard. And remember, the white woman... I don't even know her name offhand because we all knew she wasn't here around long. Pen- McGill, McGill, president yeah. from from University of Pennsylvania, gone. So so she wasn't able to get away with this. I mean, so it's not like the rules aren't being made very clear for everybody. Some people have invincibility, special protection; they're unfireable, and some people aren't, based on immutable characteristics that the left feels are the single most important thing to be advancing in society today the the rebalancing of this and the equity and inclusion of this and all the rest of it um i remember uh, remember larry summers yeah. former treasury secretary was the president of harvard and he said something about and it wasn't even you know particularly controversial uh i think in some circles because he was reciting um you know research that was done on this but he was citing the difference in male and female uh, mathematical ability as evidenced by, I think, Fields Medal winners, something like that. This is where the, I'm, I'm going by memory here, folks, so we can look it up in a second. But he basically said, look, I mean, maybe men just tend to have more of it. This is known, by the way, in standardized testing. Women tend to have, on average, a stronger verbal, uh, and communication ability. And men, on standardized tests, on average, tend to be better at Math and, uh, you know, spatial awareness, geometry, things like, what, am I, am I getting, no, no, you're looking at me right, like I'm gonna be sleeping on the couch for the rest of my life. This, uh, no, no, I was talking about this last week. You can't even reference averages anymore. Not allowed. On social media, cause somebody like, I mean, I, I talk about this in athletics, like men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women. And then immediately what happens? Some woman's like, I'm stronger than my husband. Okay. 
your individual comparison with another individual doesn't invalidate the average. You're 100% right. Women tend to be better at verbal acuity. Men tend to be better at mathematical uh, learning. I mean, that, and that's this, a reality. There are exceptions. To, many of them. This goes to, even if you were to control for it and say it's just in the last, you know, 100 years or so, there are far more men who have reached an elite level in, in mathematics specifically. And, you know, by the way, I, I'm bad at math. Most of the women listening to this right now are better than me at math. So to your point, Clay, like I'm, I'm not, not you know, great I'm not at math. Like, I'm not great at math either. We're the exception. I'm far yeah. better at verbal. Probably not a surprise that two guys who talk on the radio would be better at the communication side of the intelligence spectrum than the raw analytics on math yeah. so, side of the spectrum. So, so people, you know, ladies in the audience, please don't start tweeting at me quadratic equations. You win. I, I see. My wife, I'll give you I a perfect example. The battlefield. In my house, my wife would dunk on me in mathematical ability. Um, I would crush her in verbal ability. That's a flip of what would ordinarily be the case. Who wins a 10K if you guys have to run tomorrow? Oh, she would. I'd like, I haven't, I did the buck. I did a half marathon like 15 years ago. I have not run since. Everybody was yeah. like, you'll feel such a sense of accomplishment when you finish the half. I was like, this is the stupidest decision I ever made. I hate running. I don't mind I, running in sports. I hate just yeah. running outside over and over again. I think, yeah, Carrie would smoke me in a 10K too, but when that ketchup bottle's really hard to open, boom, yeah. husband comes up huge. I would win so, on the bench press. And if you're dating a woman who would beat you on the bench press, I would suggest that you better listen to her. Or, or, or get to the gym a little bit, you know, yeah. try, or, try a little and TRT. Or also do a little bit more time on the bench. Um, but back to Larry Summers, I bring this up because he was forced to step down over that. So if you really want to understand the rules, White guy who was Treasury Secretary talks kind of offhand, off the cuff. It wasn't testimony before Congress in the midst of a massive controversy. And he's factually and, and, accurate. And what he's saying is true, as much as it might upset Which some people. Which does matter. Um, and he is pushed out and forced to step down. Black female president of Harvard says, you know, I don't know, sometimes people are going to call for genocide of their fellow students. Like, depends on the context. After being... The woke DEI enforcer of like your nightmares, you know, oh, you didn't use the proper pronoun. You're, you know, you're gone. That's harassment. And, and, and they have 500 Harvard faculty members write a letter saying she should stay. We back her a hundred percent. Welcome to America today. These are the actual rules. This is who actually rules over you. This DEI system and the left, they determine how it all goes. And it's a cult. And I would just say again, it's not only all that. She was caught plagiarizing and is being called out publicly for the scholarship that justified her PhD and and eventually her ascension to the powerful throne of president of Harvard that she got. Now, I hate all of this stuff. Like, I hate citations. Buck, a huge part of law school your first year is learning all the freaking blue book citations so you're accurate in uh, in all the citations that you do for court proceedings. I understand why it matters. I wanted to ram my head through a computer screen when we were learning it. It drove me insane. Uh, but that is the world that she has chosen to be a part of. And when you violate, you know, didn't want to restrict the speech calling for genocide of Jews. So he got fired just for the plagiarism. I How think bad she was his, was his plagiarism? You know, because I, again, all... I don't. It was not. I'm not an expert on plagiarism. Uh, thankfully, I've written every word of my books, but I don't think it was as bad as what she did. 
based on I read both of those articles. Again, I'm not an expert on gradations of plagiarism. And the caller made a great point that Biden plagiarized in 1988 an entire speech, like stole it from a politician in Britain, I think, uh, uh, talking about all his background. And now he's president of the United States. So maybe it's a uh, uh, maybe it's a Democrat talking point now that you have to be a great plagiarist. Uh, look, I'm headed out of town over the holidays. In fact, at the end of this week, Buck will have the show next week. I'm going to Australia. Uh, I've never been to Australia. I cannot wait. By the way, I don't know how many listeners we have in Australia, but uh, if you have tips for me on Australia, you can send me a DM or an email. But if you're traveling outside of the country, maybe you're going to Mexico, maybe you're going to the Caribbean, maybe you're going to Canada, wherever you may be going, uh, Buck, you were in Scotland. You had Pure Talk worked fine, worked fantastic for you, great. right? Great, yeah, great fantastic. international service. Uh, Pure Talk, no rate increases. My my son is going to be taking his phone with him to Australia. He'll be using it there. A thousand dollars a year you can save with Pure Talk. Uh, they have the most dependable 5G network coverage, second to none. You can switch your phone service to Pure Talk. Veteran-owned wireless company, best customer service team, all based in the U.S. and now with international roaming to over 30 countries too. England, Italy, Greece, the Bahamas. Dial away from your cell phone. Dial pound 250. Say the keywords Clay and Buck to make the switch. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound. 250, say Clay and Buck, to start saving on wireless now. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced
first natural wool and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Coming into the holiday season. Maybe you start to get a little bit of a sniffle. Everybody's running around. Got a lot to do. Want to wish the best to our good friend Joy Behar. Evidently, they're still testing people for COVID at The View. And she has tested positive for COVID and is out for the entire week. Listen. Hey, hello and welcome to The View. Joy is out this week. You know why? She finally got COVID. Yeah. She's, she's three years, four years in. It finally got her. She can stop bragging now. That's yeah. right. That's right. She's probably had COVID two or three times, to be honest, because most people who get COVID basically never even know they had it or you think you had a small sniffle. So I don't know when this is going to end. If you are still getting tested for COVID, I I mean, have you ever been, Buck, here's a good question for you. Have you ever been tested for the flu in your life? Um, Once I was so sick that I like went in meekly to a doctor and said, I think I have the flu. My nose was all stuffed, and they tested me then one time. And so and you I had the one flu. Time. I've had the flu God knows how many times, like so many of you have. I've never tested positive for the flu because I've never gone and gotten a test for it. Who are these people that are still getting COVID tests? If you don't feel well and you don't think you can go to work, stay home. That's been the standard that we put in place for my entire life. But the idea that you would feel like, oh, I've got to go get a special test to find out exactly why I'm, you know, sneezing and why I've got a small fever. Yeah. It's crazy to me. This also reminds me, if you were to read about the, the pandemic of 1918, Spanish influenza actually started, they believe now on a U.S. military base here, not actually in Spain, but because in Spain you were allowed to write things that weren't censored or that they, that's where it came up in the press, journalism. Anyway, uh, why were they telling this story? Oh yes, they did the whole masking thing in yep. different cities. If it worked, folks, don't you think they would have continued? You know, this is what yeah. I, I was shouting about this at the very beginning. I was like, well, why is it that we haven't been masking up every uh, every um, flu season since then? Because as much as people didn't want to admit they were wrong, didn't work. Didn't work then either. So didn't really change much, did it? But Fauci's like, you know, I thought maybe I needed God when I was a Catholic. And then I realized, but I am God. <laughs> now you know who Anthony Fauci is. Artificial intelligence, my friends, is changing the world. And we're just at the beginning of it. And it's going to be an incredibly powerful tool for a whole lot of things to make your life easier and a whole lot of wealth generation for the companies that know how to use it and are in the right place and do the right things when it comes to AI. Tech expert and writer Colin Tedards believes this is the beginning of a new era of AI that could make you rich. And when the market hit rock bottom a year ago in November 2022, Colin recommended shares of a top software company, identifying there was a lot of upside in that company. And he was right. It's up over 200% since then. 
So you might want to listen and read, listen to and read Colin's words because you would have had the chance to nearly triple your money in less than a year. Go to newaiproject.com for more on the AI revolution and how you can benefit. Newaiproject.com, paid for by Brownstone Research. Welcome back in, everybody. And now we're going to dive into an issue that could determine the presidency. I mean, it could actually have that level of impact on the 2024 election. And to break down the legal realities of it, our friend Andy McCarthy making the time for us. He's at National Review and at Fox News, 20-plus years in the Southern District of New York as a federal prosecutor. Uh, Andy, can you first just lay First of all, thank you. Welcome. Great to have you, as always. Clay's going to hold off on the baseball questions until the end, um, because <laughs> I'm sure there's some sports stuff you guys have to talk about, and I'll drink my coffee. But hey, look, um, the Jets won this week, so I'm good. Oh, there we go. All right. 30 points, second half. You guys were on fire. I'm apparently a Jets fan. I didn't even know it. And, Andy, there's big legal move by Jack Smith, the special counsel. Can, can you just, before we get into, like, the political implications, where it's going, for everybody, what has happened here? Like, why is Jack Smith trying to accelerate, go to the Supreme Court to handle what question, and what do you think about what's going on? So this is one of those weird ones, Buck, where the the timing is as important or maybe even more important than the substance of the question at issue. The question being whether a president has immunity from criminal prosecution for actions taken within the ambit of his presidential authority that later a uh, an inferior executive official, namely a prosecutor, decides were criminal. So that's the the question is on immunity from criminal prosecution. The reason this issue is important uh, in a way that other significant pretrial issues in the case are not is that the preference in federal law is that you try the whole criminal case in front of the trial court, and then and only then does it go up on appeal. So what we call interlocutory appeals or, or pretrial uh, appeals, appeals before the judgment, before the verdict, etc., they are frowned on in federal law. The exception is a narrow bunch of issues where the question is whether it's appropriate to have the trial in the first place. One issue I would compare immunity to is like double jeopardy, where the offense is not just convicting somebody a second time for the same offense, it's actually subjecting them to the trial. Uh, immunity is the same kind of issue. Uh, it, the question is, should Trump face trial on these allegations? The reason that's important and the fact that it's appealable is important is because Trump's, Trump's strategy here as Jack Smith knows, is delay. And the Democrat strategy, Jack Smith's strategy, uh, is get on with the trial and try to get him convicted before the election, right? So that's the, uh, that's the counter points here. And the problem that Smith has is in federal law, once a, once a case gets appealed from the district court, which is the trial court, then the trial court loses jurisdiction over it until the Court of Appeals acts. And in this case, you could appeal to the Court of Appeals, which would be the District of Columbia circuit, uh, and then on to the Supreme Court. So knowing this, the Obama appointee who has the case, Judge Tanya Chutkin, 
put immunity on a fast track for briefing and decision, even faster than the other pretrial issues, which are some of them are important. Some of them are fairly ordinary. Um, she got them to brief this quick, and then she got a decision done December 1 because she knew Trump would appeal. And Trump did, in fact, appeal to the District of Columbia circuit. What Smith is afraid of is if the circuit court doesn't expedite and takes too much time to decide, and then after, if it rules against Trump, after that happens, Trump then appeals to the Supreme Court, they could lose their scheduled March 4 trial date. And if the trial slips much further past March 4th, then you have this Justice Department that pretends to follow this rule that it tries not to engage in activities that could have an influence over the election. So the later it pushes into the year, the less likely it is that you actually have a trial of this case. And they're desperate to try this case. So he decided to try to cut out the Court of Appeals, get to the Supreme Court, and get it decided quick. Okay. So, by the way, I should mention as well that as part of Trump's uh, actions to try to delay the court, he could also uh, initially, and this is getting into a little bit of the weeds, Andy, but initially, correct me if I'm wrong, this goes to what's called an en banc hearing, right? Like there's only like correct. three judges on the D.C. Court of Appeals. Then if you don't like that ruling, which I would imagine Trump's probably not going to like, then he can appeal asking the entire D.C. Court of Appeals to hear it, which would be the entire group sits and hears before he even had to go to the Supreme Court. So there's actually yeah, that, another that, level of appell, appellate practice that I would imagine he would take advantage of, right? That's a great point, Clay, and it's not only true, but we've seen it, right? So uh, even though the D.C. Circuit has 11 active judges, seven, Repu uh, seven Democratic appointees and, and uh, four Republican appointees, um, but somehow General Flynn, uh, in his uh, criminal case in the District of Columbia managed to pull a favorable panel and it ruled in his favor and said that the case against him had to be dismissed. So usually these petitions for rehearing on Bonk are pretty routinely denied by the Court of Appeals, but in that case they took it. So you're quite right. That, that added like another month or so to the, you know, to what it took to decide all that. Okay. So. What's going on in your mind with what the Supreme Court is doing here? Because here's, tell me what, tell me why you think that I, I could be mis, uh, misanalyzing this. I think the Supreme Court, if they wanted to, could say, I looked at their calendar. Hey, we're going to have an oral argument on this at the end of April. They then would not release a ruling probably until the very end of June when their term was up. And by the time they did that, I think there would be almost no chance of being able to get this trial started, jury seated, everything else before we get to the election. To me, that would be a way for the court to basically not really get involved in politics, analyze it, but then they can say, hey, let people decide this trial's not going to happen. So am I missing anything here? What is the Supreme Court doing in your mind? And if you were assessing this right now, what do you think the likelihood is that this case starts on March 4th. It seems highly unlikely to me that March 4th start is going to happen. Well, the reporting at least is that the Supreme Court has indicated it will not it's not only taking the case but it will decide it expeditiously. And that is what uh <laughs> that's what Smith says he wants. Uh and I the reason I um sort of put uh, quotes around says or emphasis is 
you know, he could lose in the Supreme Court. Yeah, uh, I, and the whole case is that, done then, basically, right? Yeah, exactly. And this is um, its an interesting issue. It's never been decided by the Supreme Court. They've ruled that the president has immunity from civil lawsuits. Uh, they've indicated that they would probably come out the opposite way on criminal liability. But as I argued in a, a column over the weekend, um, the, the difference is back in the time when they made that ruling, uh, we had a norm against political prosecutions in this country, which I don't think holds anymore. Right. So I, I think that I think Smith is making an error here myself, um, and my advice is worth what he's paying for it, right? But um, I, I think he'd have been better off because I agree with you that the Supreme Court doesn't want any part of a case that would enmesh it in the politics of 2024 yeah. if it could avoid it. So I think Smith would have been better off getting a decision from the D.C. Circuit, which highly likely would be in his favor and done expeditiously. And I think at that point what the court would have said is, you know what, we're not we're not going to take the case now, because now it would have been Trump appealing, right? I think they would have said, we're not going to take the case now, but if, you know, if there's a trial and Trump gets convicted and he goes through the appeal, we'll consider the whole thing then, including the immunity. And that would get them out of the 2024 box, right? Um and I also think Smith would have a, a stronger hand if he went up to the Supreme Court with a favorable ruling from the D.C. Circuit in his pocket, which he's not going to have. Um, on the other hand, um, it's interesting to think about what's going on here. The, the, it takes four votes of the nine to accept the case. Now, because Smith is appealing, I imagine that the three progressive judges on the court would probably have been inclined to agree with him and take the case. But I also think there's a lot of people on the court who are not going to like this case at all, uh, not just the immunity issue, which in this day and age where you have politicized prosecution, I think that may worry them because the rationale for giving a president immunity from civil suit, I don't see any difference from uh, from criminal liability. But the other thing is I think Trump has always wanted to get this case in front of the Supreme Court because these four charges that Smith has brought, to me, are very extravagant interpretations of law, and some of them fly in the face of some, of some Supreme Court authority. I think there's going to be justices on this court that don't like this case um, and see that Smith is trying to expedite it, not for a reason a prosecutor is supposed to act, which would be consistent with the law, but for purely political purposes. You know, prosecutor is not supposed to worry about who's going to win the election, and whether he'll pardon himself and all that. That's not a, that's not a law enforcement concern. That's a political concern. So I think there's a, there'll be a number of justices who are offended by this. The trajectory of the jurisprudence to me, it makes it likely that they deny him immunity, but I don't think it's a sure thing. And I think Smith could very well lose this case. And if that happens, it's game over, right, Andy? Just to be clear, yeah. if you're right, I mean, th then the whole DC case goes away. What do you, I mean, look, I know we're asking for a lot here for you to pull out the, uh, McCarthy crystal ball between now and whenever this thing is, is, it's clear how it's all going. How do you think the DC case is resolved one way or another? I think he go, I think, uh, the likelihood, this is one, not what I want to happen, and I think there's a good chance it won't happen this way, but if I, you know, gun to my head absolutely what I think will happen, I think the court decides either five to four or six to three that Trump does not have immunity, 
they do it expeditiously enough that Chutkin can, uh, Judge Chutkin can have her trial on March 4th. And I'm afraid what happens is um, after a two to three month trial in D.C., which is a hostile jury pool with a hostile judge, uh, Trump gets convicted on at least one of the four counts. And then we're going to be, you guys and I are going to be sitting around scratching our heads wondering, um, does he get sentenced to prison? Because if he gets convicted on one of these counts, it's probably the sentencing guidelines are probably going to call for a sentence of some incarceration. Usually a defendant gets sentenced three months after the jury rules. And the preference in federal law is that a defendant who's convicted and sentenced to a term of imprisonment has to be remanded pending appeal. Um, and the only way that you can get around that is if the judge says, I believe there's some you know, profound error or question in this record uh, that would possibly, uh, you know, bode well for, hit for Trump on appeal. District judges who've tried cases don't like to signal to the Court of Appeals uh, that there's a big error in their record. So it'd be So you think they would put him in cuffs if he were convicted and basically put him in prison pending appeal? Yeah, I don't know how that would work, Clay, because we've never had a situation that I know of where you had a Secret Service protectee. I know. So, you know, they could give him home confinement. They could come up with a bunch of stuff. To but do. in the but middle I, of I, the I, election, I though, because we're talking about this conviction, if it happened, coming down, you know, June or July, right, under this time frame, if they started on March I'd 4th? Say, I'd say May. Yeah. Probably late May, early June, right. By the way, can you come back with us for one quick hit? Because we didn't even ask you about Hunter Biden, but I'm curious what you think of the charges that yeah, were brought sure. against Hunter Biden. All right. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. Um, I told you all that this past weekend uh, I was out at the range, and, you know, I'm just trying to get better every time, right? I just think that I want to be as accurate as I can be. I want to be as proficient as I can be with my firearms. And a lot of that comes from range time, but also from home time training. And now how do you do that? Obviously, it can't be shooting guns in my home. The Mantis X system. Mantis X allows you to train at home. It's all electronic, no ammo involved, which also means it's very cost effective. And it lets you do dry fire practice that is data driven. And it's almost like a game that you set up for yourself. You attach the Mantis X system to your firearm like a weapon light. You download the app to your phone and then you just work on drills and courses that you're getting real time feedback, uh, as you go through so that your trigger pull, sight alignment, the basics of marksmanship, and proficiency with your firearm are just getting better and better. 90% of people see improvement with the Mantis X in less than half an hour of use. I mean, real improvement. You're like, wow, I'm getting better. So it's a great way to improve your shooting accuracy, which makes going to the range more fun and makes you somebody that is more proficient with your firearms. Go get your Mantis X today. Great gift for yourself or for a loved one this holiday season who has firearms. Mantis X. Go to MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X dot com. You don't know what you don't know, right? But you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. 
You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress 5 Years Running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Quick turn back here. Close out hour number two. Remember, Tucker Carlson's going to be with us in the third hour. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Right now, we've got Andy McCarthy with us. Andy your take on the Hunter Biden indictments, three felonies, six misdemeanors, tax-related charges out of California is what, and where do we go from here? Well, I think the indictment has everybody's attention on the salacious details of how he spent the money, whereas the important thing for national security and uh, you know national interests is how they generated the money which it seems to me that the uh, prosecutor has tried to stay, not only stay clear of, but dragged his feet to bring the charges because a lot of the most egregious behavior happened between 2014 and 2016 when Joe Biden was vice president. Those That activity is now beyond the statute of limitations and can't be charged. So, you know, there's a lot of very interesting stuff about 
Hunter, but I think Hunter's kind of a sideshow in this, except to the extent that this shows how hard the the Biden Justice Department worked to protect the president. And the big issue to me is what did those foreign regimes, corrupt regimes, anti-American regimes, what did they think they were getting by pouring $24 million into the Biden family coffers for fo- over a five-year period? Where do you think that, where do you think it goes, Andy? Does Hunter just end up getting pardoned either, you know, right before he'd be incarcerated or right after the election or what? Yeah, I think it'd be after the election, but I wouldn't, you know, a lot of people observe to me that like nothing's going to happen here. And the only, the only thing I would say about this is if you go back to the, to the House investigation that began in January, based on a lot of hard work by Senators Grassley and, and Johnson, and all that testimony from the whistleblowers, this has been very damaging to the president, really damaging. Hmm. No, yeah, no the polls do show Biden is really floundering, so something's up for yep. sure. Clay, do you want to talk some smack about the Jets or something? We only got like 20 seconds. Yeah, no, Andy, what did you think, by the way? I don't think we mentioned it on the show. What do you think about the $700 million that Shohei got for the Dodgers? Good move, you know, bad move by the Dodgers. Was, yeah, I thought that was insane, but I understand the Dodgers make, you know, they have some, like, streaming rights, the television rights, the Japan, which, like, goes crazy every time he plays. So they're going to make they're gonna make that back just in the CD money. It is pretty wild. Uh, congrats on the Jets. I'm sorry that your Mets are never going to win anything ever that matters again. He's Andy McCarthy. Wow. wow. We love you, Andy. Don't listen to this. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The Foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.